right, we're closing it out tonight. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. It is 6.59 p.m. on the East Coast. We are almost on time, which is not like me. I'm usually about four or five minutes earlier than this. But, you know, I'm just, uh, I felt a little dangerous tonight. Feeling dangerous tonight. Welcome to the show. It's Good Friday. Hope you are all very reverent today. And um, and it's going to be a little bit, for this audience, it's going to be a long weekend because I won't be, after tonight, I won't be back on the air until Tuesday. I'll probably do something on Monday. You know, not not from here, but maybe I'll go live from the back porch with a cigar or something if it's a nice night. Maybe we'll go duck hunting together or something. I don't know. Um, but I'm so happy to be here tonight and wrapping this one up. It's going to be a little bit of fun, a little bit of breaking news that I'd like to discuss with you all. And I noticed that Matt is here. What's going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. How are you feeling? What are your thoughts on the whole week right now? Are you are is are your spirits high? Are they low? It's it's a holy week. So you're feeling inspired? Yeah, I think I want to become a priest. Have you been talking? Have you been? I was going to ask you if you've been if you gain any uh, you you uh, t- get get any counsel from your from your cousin during times like this of the year. Oh uh, no, not really. But I mean, I can. I've talked to him. I've asked him things about religion. If you go, if you ever go back to confession, would you ever let your cousin do it, or you don't want him no. to know? No, you don't want to do it. You don't know. Yeah, I know because there's still there's still just something about confession that I can't. I, I just I think he asked me that once. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. He asked me. Uh, he was going to. Uh, uh, he was going to let me. He was going to let me confess at the at the house. I think it was on Aurora's baptism day, and it just never got around to it. I was actually interested in doing it then, but um, anyway, there's just the, there's so much going on right now, and I want to talk about some uh, news, and we'll get to some fun. I, I'm the, the big thing tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to bring up is, aside from all the news, I want to be able to I want to take some calls from people in the audience who may have ever been a part of the gate program in elementary school. Now, I I know all about this. I've known about it, and then I forgot about it. I remember it happening, people getting brought in for tests. I don't think I ever did, though. Although I remember the 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 squiggly lines, and I remember those those kind of flashcards. Then again, they're the same cards that are used in Ghostbusters when they're doing all the precognition tests in the beginning of the movie Ghostbusters with the electric shocks. And um, so I, I don't know what the hell I'm, I'm remembering, but I'm familiar with it. My cousin Sherry got in touch with me and said, hey, by the way, did you ever do any testing for this gate program? Because I remember I did, and I think it's the 80s or whenever it was with uh, with Sherry. But I, I found, I went out and I, I dug up all the stuff that I had on it. And I'm just going to read some some generalized notes for you see if it triggers any memories for you any any anything because it's not so much it's not so much about um whether or not they can find some kind of talented academic um minds out there to get them into accelerated programs here and there and and a, a lot of people feel that there is some sort of a psychic scouting 
there is psychic scouting going on with the this program so of course there's going to be a lot of very harmless on the surface things that are happening but uh but you know how the way that data is processed and and how they get intel on people so i, I wanted to i wanted to bring that up and see what what bounces back maybe nothing but i'm going to at least at least do it so it's good friday we got some good stuff going on math here in studio i want to poke around to see if anyone is with the uh in with gate but also i want to rem- remind you all that this weekend we're going to have Easter programming on, quite frankly, TV. Uh, biblical biopics, all that stuff. It'll be playing all weekend on, quite frankly, TV. Tonight will be the the uh, the the roundup, the weekend roundup, but especially on Sunday, all day and into the night. And uh, and I also want to tell you all right now. Go on over to quite frankly TV and take a look at a lot of the new look that we are that we have dabbled with and we have set out there. There's gonna be a little bit of tweaking along the way, but I, I wanna thank Lauren uh, for all the help she did, uh, she gave me and the uh, the advice she gave me too about the, the website. We just worked on that together. And um, of course, everybody at the, at the the on the studio end and uh, we, we, uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe, <laughs> Gabe, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Abe. You're Gabe tonight. <laughs> Gabe. You remember B- Gabriel Susan Lewis. You remember when she when uh, when a- uh, Abe called in and uh, he had the echo and it sounded like there was a seagull. Anthony with the echo and we called him Babe. Babe the seagull. Now he's Gabe. So thank you, and uh, and Cody. But uh, also big thank you to Al Gorbachev out there in the chat room. You probably see him kicking around there too. Al Al's, Gorbachev. Yeah, he's been. He's been helping out a lot, especially on the, uh, the the visual end of things. So that's where that's who did our new banner on the website. Things nice. have been nipped and tucked, and I think it looks great. So I hope that more and more people watch on Quite Frankly TV every night. That should be that is the official home of the website, powered by Foxhole. All right, over on over on to our. Grab bag. You ready for this? Oh, that's something else. We'll do that some uh, later down the line. Listen to this, Matt. Climate change. This is from Yahoo Sports. Climate change is adding 50 home runs a year in baseball. So Aaron Judge is going to hit 100 home runs this year? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all going to go to him. Climate change is uh, is contributing to all the homers that are being hit. Uh, I think it's just the players are bigger and stronger than they were. The bats are lighter more dynamic the balls are wound tighter you remember when they actually loosened the stitching of the balls uh prior to i think it was the playoffs i didn't know that but i was actually thinking about that today like i was thinking about like hank aaron dude hit like 30 home runs what 20 seasons in a row you think he ever fucking lifted weights you think he ever went into the weight room and lifted weights hank aaron they conditioned he was a skinny little fucking guy they conditioned i mean have you ever see willie mays willie mays with yeah a, with another skinny off? guy but but dude was just cut up right ripped yeah willie mays was ripped now i now obviously they had strength and conditioning they they conditioned back then uh they were working out they were staying in shape no doubt about it it wasn't as scientific as it is now yeah it's but, all science but now. you know some of the greatest home run hitters in the world uh, you think about uh, uh, Hank Aaron, obviously. You think about uh, Roger Maris. Mm-hmm. You think about uh, Willie Mays. Dude, you take a look at their 
First of all, the, the forearm. forearm. Yeah, Lou Gehrig the, had huge arms. Well, Lou Gehrig's no, neck. He was a mensch. So I wouldn't even put him in the same category as everybody else. He was he was brolic. These guys, they are they are slender and athletic. It's just the it's just the hands. It's the bat speed. If you can generate bat speed, you can you can slug with the best of them. And those their forearms, you can just see just every fiber rippling. It's incredible. Incredible. The Titans of the past. Yes, indeed. Uh, but that's what they're saying. They're saying that climate change is making major league sluggers into even hotter hitters. No, no, they're not. The strikeout rate, the strikeouts are ridiculous. Wouldn't that make less home runs? Wouldn't the hot air make it more dense? Isn't that why more home runs are hit up at Coors Field in Colorado? Because the air is thinner, because it's colder, because it's hotter? Right. Well, they, they, they've always attributed to you know the flight of the ball. I was actually telling Lauren about this the other day, how the flight path of the ball is totally different in different kind of weather because of cause the pressure in the air, wind, obviously. Stadiums, yeah, the way the wind, yeah. You know, but but in places like Colorado with the Rockies, altitude <laughs> is a significant factor in how objects in the air fly because of, you know, wind resistance or whatever is not. I don't know. It just seems like the air is thicker when it's hotter. So I would think that would make less home runs. They don't know what they're fucking talking about. No, they don't. Here, it's it's basic physics, they said. When the air heats up, molecules move faster and away from each other, making the air less dense. If it's a a muggy night, how are you going to tell me that the air is less dense? Like I can, there are some nights over here in New York in in July. You you need gills, you you need gills to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. How are you going to tell yeah. me that the air is less dense? Baseballs launched off a bat go farther through thinner air because there's less resistance to slow the ball down. Just a little bit farther than uh, can mean the difference between a homer and a flyout. Well, well wait a mm. second, wait a second. Where's the fucking scientist? Wait, 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 What's wait, his wait. name? Uh... When air heats up, molecules move faster and away from each other, making the air less dense. Oh, so that means... I'm, uh, this is Wait, fucked up. no. Um, I can't. Is that we, true? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We Somebody yeah, who knows, is. call in. Yeah, because what's we, his, the, this, the scientist that lives in Colorado? What's his name? This, uh, might, as well, this might as well be The View right now, because what the hell do we know? Well, we know more than them. I know, but this sounds like what how they try to... Wiggle through a, a conversation that they obviously have no scientific background on. I always thought that you know hotter, moist air is going to be a little bit more of a hindrance for the ball and the flight path. Yeah, because then it swell the ball up and all that too, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe it's just the maybe if it's a dry heat, it'll go farther and yeah. not it, maybe, maybe it's the moisture. Yeah. It's the humidity you have to avoid, and the wind. Yeah, it needs to be a dry heave. The south, the southwesterly wind. Okay, so here, here's another one. This is from Chicago. You remember when we were talking about Lori Lightfoot losing her her uh, election, and obviously it's Chicago. So what the, what the hell does it have to do with us? But I, we kind of like golf clapped a little bit to see her get get kicked out on her ass. Well, guess what? Turns out, and I said, we'll see, you know, it's, it's, it's Chicago. How much better can they produce than Lori Lightfoot? And not much better, it seems, because this is what they have going on right now. Uh, Chicago is bracing for tax shock after an uber-progressive mayor was elected. Uh, 
and they, they included a headline from the Babylon Bee on the top. Here's the headline. Sick of the same old crime and violence, Chicago tries electing a Democrat this time. <laughs> <laughs> They're so stupid. They all are in every city. Yet instead of perhaps voting for a centrist, Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson is anything but, and the city is now bracing for ta more taxes. Listen to this. Mayor-elect's proposal levies on corporations, financial securities, and the rich. Uh, they would add pressure on business community in the nation's third largest city that already is grappling with rising crime, high-profile headquarter departures, and fragile finances. Well, let's see what some of these are. Here you go. Um... He proposes an $800 million tax hike without, without raising property taxes to deal with the deficit in, and invest in residents and neighborhoods across the city. He said $4 per employee tax on large companies. Additionally, plans $1 or $2 per... Oh, it doesn't... Oh, this, you know, it almost sounds as bad as here. I saw that Tennessee is the best place in the country to live as far as um, state taxes, cumulative. Yeah. That... Um, depending on whatever your federal income bracket is that follows you all over the place but if you live in I was looking at all the best states and as of whatever this article I was reading might have been a year ago I don't know it was only 5% cumulative of all the, all the stuff that from the state I, I don't think that, that counts local but, uh, but still that's better than 13% over here in New York yeah you got 13% from Albany. You've got whatever the hell your tax bracket is for the federal. So that, that right there will get you close to 40, 50% mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you have <laughs> local taxes. You have local, I mean, you're, you're talking about well more than four or five months a year that you're working for free. And local taxes are just as ridiculous as the federal taxes. You're talking about like school taxes. You got to pay school tax if you don't have oh, kids yeah. that go to school. I don't want to pay for any of the kids yeah. right here. And the schools are overcrowded over here. You got to pay for new wings of schools being built because there's too many people. I had a friend. I have a friend. I was, I was talking. Yeah, I was talking to him. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, just earlier on this week. And uh, he was complaining about all the, the building development in town and stuff it's, like that. Do you see the fucking crane? Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're going to squeeze in another building right there Five in that little story court. building or right eight there story. The, it's all over the place because they need the money badly. Because because well, all they're doing is the, uh, we cater to either rich single professionals that work in New York City and want a place to crash at night mm -hmm. because they can live next to a train station. Yeah, those. And they want they want rich or or well well to do gainfully employed young professionals who are crashing here because they want to live in the city, and then you have you have the the, the tens of thousands of illegal immigrants, and you have this shrinking middle class suburban base that is being chased out of town with their retirements to to, to the Carolinas, and you would think with all these these big buildings that they're putting in town that. Uh, that would that would generate enough money to alleviate what you're asking families that have been here for generations. But no, not my friend said. You know what they really need to do? It's you know it's it's all these illegals. And, and this is a Peruvian friend of mine. And I said, oh yeah, oh absolutely. He goes, we need to get them. And then he and then he breaks my heart and says, we got to get them. We got to get them paying taxes. We got to get them a pathway to citizenship. I said what? What? I said we need to we need to nail the southern borders shut for at least a decade 
and start asking people to go home and open up a port of entry oh like man. it was back in the day oh gosh who is that pope john paul ii on your shirt no it's vegano might as well be the pope but um ah yeah i think about that stuff all the time so you know i look at chicago and i can't laugh too much because yeah. Even if you live in a sane state, you can't <laughs> run away from D.C. And D.C. is just as crazy as this Brandon Johnson guy is. Well, Chicago is really just an extension of D.C. Right? Well, just in New York City. Speaking of New York, listen, did you hear this? This is a, uh, a mother whose son was murdered in New York City. Oh. Unloads here, This, is, as Benny Johnson says, unloads on D.A. Alvin Bragg for ignoring murderers while politically uh, prosecuting Donald Trump. Take a listen to this. Our show before, and you lost your son. He yeah. was murdered. Mm -hmm. And here we have Alvin Bragg focusing on President Trump for paying money to some lady that he might have had, you know, a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Well, they picked up a new slogan. No one is above the law. If no one is above the law, then I don't understand how... Alvin Bragg could dismiss murder and gang assault indictments against two of the people involved in the murder of my son. Because it seems to me that murderers are above the law in New York City. So all of this, no one is above the law, nonsense is just that. Mm. It's nonsense. We see it every single day. In the black and brown communities, every day, all day, everyone is above the law. They're not even making it to the DA's office. The cases are not even being prosecuted, period. All right? They're being released from the precincts with a desk appearance ticket to a referral to a community-based organization that has shown no measurable outcomes of effectiveness of what they're doing with our millions and billions of tax dollars. We see crime rising out of control every single day. And Alvin Bragg is doing absolutely zero, all right? They, they, depending on data, all right? Anything over zero percent of collateral damage is too many. And you voted for Trump in 2020. Absolutely. Will you, will you I vote, will for, vote him? for him again. I okay. am a proud black conservative. Okay. Frank, let me get to you. Yeah. And I was there too. I was just, that was, I was about to speak, but we don't need to hear that tonight. Um, the, that's not Chris Ann Hall. What the hell's going on here tonight? Wake up, Frank. Yeah. You know, those are the people that are always ignored too when, when you talk about, uh, crime and police and everybody goes and they uh, they they play their game and they scream and stomp and they say all their slogans and shit. They forget that um, they forget that there's a lot of people who are actually trying to live decent lives, mm -hmm. no matter what their income level is. And those are the people calling the cops because they're afraid for their lives because they don't want to be caught up in the collateral. They, then when a cop shows up and has to uh, discharge a firearm. He's the problem. Meanwhile, they're being called to the to, to the scenario to the, uh, the the situation to the neighborhood because people are scared. Yeah, the people that have to actually have to deal with that inner city crime. They're the, yeah, like you said, they're the ones that get ignored. You have some white liberal telling you the city's safe, 
But they everything's ca- fine. They don't care about. They don't. But care. they're not living in there. But it doesn't even in that. Yeah, exactly. As long as they have a nice, clean habitat for themselves, they're fine. But everything else, they don't care about the death toll because ultimately, it's really just about maintaining public appearances and and winning some greater battle at all expenses, and that means the expense of of a great number of people's lives and livelihoods. They don't. They don't care, uh, as you're going to see soon. Uh, even more so. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We're starting this one off. It is Good Friday. Wrapping this one up tonight. Good night. Be right back. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! I got, I got, uh, I got a few other things over here. Welcome to the show. Going to be taking your calls in a little bit. I just want to throw a few other, a few other topics at you and stories. You heard about this. You heard about the classified leaks that are popping up on Telegram and Twitter and all that stuff about uh, about Ukraine. No, that would. It's just a giant lawn, uh, money laundering operation. Well, we know about the money laundering, and we know about the real history of Ukraine and the United States and all that. So, I mean, th- this is not, none of this is going to be a real big surprise to people in this audience. For everybody else, it's going to be either a, another opportunity to say, okay, maybe I'm being lied to. Although, if Nord Stream did not, uh, did not nudge you in one direction or another, or uh, nudge you in the right direction then it's forget about it but here's this a new batch this is the latest i can find so i guess there's more than one batch now that's been found new batch of classified documents appear on social media sites a new batch of classified documents that appear to detail american national security secrets from ukraine to the middle east to china surfaced on social media sites on friday alarming the pentagon and adding turmoil to a situation that seemed to have caught the biden administration off guard they are always caught off guard. Sometimes it leaks to the Twitter. Sometimes they find things that shouldn't be there in one of Biden's garages. The scale of the leak, an analysts say, more than 100 documents may have been obtained, along with the sensitivity of the documents themselves, could be hugely damaging, officials said. A senior intelligence official called the leak a nightmare for the five eyes. 
in a reference to the United States, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, the so-called Five Eyes nations that broadly share intelligence. Another way of saying spy on each other's citizens for them. Uh, the latest documents were found on Twitter and other sites on Friday, a day after senior Biden administration officials said they were investigating a potential leak of classified Ukrainian war plans, including an assessment of Ukraine's air defense capabilities. One slide, dated February 23rd, is labeled secret, no foreign, meaning it was not meant to be shared with foreign countries. <clears throat> Mick Mulroy a former senior Pentagon official said the leak of the classified documents represented a significant breach in security that could hinder Ukrainian military planning. As many of these were pictures of documents, it appears that it was a deliberate leak done by someone that wished to damage the Ukraine, U.S., and NATO efforts, which is what this is really all about here. We are talking about a... We're talking about just, again, it's the u.s fighting russia it's the it's the pentagon planning and orchestrating this entire thing there's trappings of of nato concern because you're talking about bordered states of nato and and uh and even though we're talking about a a country that's not a member so everybody's playing a role they're trying to find a way to involve themselves without being involved and to uh to push this on it's the it's the worst it's the worst orchestrated proxy war ever. But uh, it's working for some people, for the soccer moms in Rye, who have the sun-bleached flags still outside of their house. But there's this. Uh, there's this. One analyst described what has emerged so far as the tip of the iceberg. Early Friday, senior national security officials dealing with the initial leak, which was first reported by the New York Times, said the new worry has arisen. Was that information the only intelligence that was leaked? By Friday afternoon, they had their answer. Even as officials at the Pentagon and national security agencies were investigating the source of documents that appeared on Twitter and on Telegram, others surfaced on 4chan, an anonymous fringe message board. Fringe. (laughs) Fringe. The 4chan document is a map that purports to show the status of the war in eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmud, the say the scene of a fierce months-long battle but the leaked documents appeared to go well beyond highly classified materials on ukraine war plans security analysts who have reviewed the documents tumbling onto social media sites say the increasing trove also includes sensitive briefing slides on china the indo-pacific military theater the middle east and terrorism so you wonder you, you really wonder what the hell this was all about because i'll tell you if they don't find the leaker, it was them, just like everything else. It, it, that's that, that, no doubt about it. If they don't find the leaker, then it was them. Again, and where, where does it say? There's there's more. And the Russian bloggers warned against trusting any information in the, in the documents, which one blogger said it could be the work of Western intelligence in order to mislead our command. Okay, I didn't get to this part yet. Absolutely. That's what I would think. There's more here. Like, for example, where where was it? It was... I think it was on... Hold on. Here it is. Pentagon officials acknowledge that they are legitimate Defense Department documents, so they acknowledge it, just like they acknowledge that the UFO stuff uh, around the Nimitz... 
was all real. Yeah, so I, this is this is, smells like shit. And the New York Times reported it first. It smells like shit. But the copies appear to have altered, have been altered in certain parts from the other, the original format. The modified versions, for example, overstate American estimates of the Ukraine war dead and underestimate the estimates of Russian troops killed, which it's it's probably the other way around. Mm-hmm. That there's a vast understatement of how many Ukrainian uh, fighters have been destroyed. I think so too. I vast understatement so. and a uh, and and in an, in a in a vast overstatement of how many Russian troops have been killed. I think it's the exact opposite. Not to say that nobody's been killed, but I think it's the exact opposite. And yeah, so I, I, I tend to think that there is a little bit, a little, quite a bit, not to trust about this, if you, if you could believe that. But did you hear about this one though? Russia, Russia's merchant of death. The guy that they sent back over to Russia in exchange yeah. for, the, for the basketball player. Yeah, yeah. He said. He's giving a warning to Trump. He said his life is in danger. Russia's is merchant a, is that a threat? No, I think I think he's telling him that you you, you got to watch out, bro. That's why he needs to hire me. Somebody needs to know to let him know that you are you're I'll, here. I'll just stand in front of him all the time. Russia's merchant of death offered Donald Trump asylum in Russia this week. Can you imagine if, if Trump took asylum in Russia? <laughs> that would be... It's, it's, he flew to New York, flew back to Florida, then flew to Russia. I'm going to Russia. What? You know what people are going to say? Saying that he believes the former president's life is in danger if he remains in the United States. Well, everybody's, everybody's in danger over here. In an interview on Russian state television channel, Victor Boat an international arms dealer made infamous after his portrayal by Nicolas Cage in the 2015 film Lord of War, which did we put that on the network yet? I wrote that down as something we have to put on the network. Maybe um, maybe the week after, two weeks from now, because on Monday night we have to play Spectre. We're almost all the way through. We have to play Spectre, then No Time to Die the next Monday after that, and then we'll play Lord of War um, on Movie Mondays. He told the reporter that he had sent a telegram to Trump warning him of an imminent threat to his life and urging him to flee to Russia for safety. The threat against Trump's life, boats uh, suggested, is not from an assassin or some unknown plot against him. Instead, he said it comes from Trump's own government mm-hmm. and is a result of Manhattan District Attorney's probe of allegations that Trump falsified business records to hide a hush money payment to former adult star, what's her name? Trump was arraigned this week so what do you say? The legal process, which has now begun in New York, won't send what won't just end Donald Trump's being convicted and barred. He said it will most likely he'll simply be eliminated there in in jail. No, I I believe him that definitely the government wants to take him out, but he's he's still safer here because the entire country loves him. What is that going to do for him if he's trapped inside of a uh, trapped inside of a building with people who want to kill him? I I don't know. I mean, if if they throw this guy in jail and they really show like they're these tyrants, bro, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, they're telling you know. Here's the thing: they're it's getting more and more violent all over the place. 
and I said it, I'm not a, a fortune teller. It's just very easy to see that this is where we're going now with all of the with all of the uh, the SJW stuff, well, they're they're starting to really adopt the social justice warrior aspect of things. It's more of just like a, a flailing attack, but still, they're yeah. they're violent now. You saw you saw Riley Gaines, the the swimmer, get. Uh, uh, I saw she was assaulted or something like that. Yeah, well, or, uh, she, I saw something she, like that. She was hit at least once by by a guy who thinks he's a girl, but it's still a guy. And then you should see that when she's barricaded up into this. She was appearing on on campus somewhere or something to make an appearance and talk about women's sports and I, I forget what it, what the full details were but obviously like everything else when these vicious snake demons hear that somebody's going to be on campus they go out and they make sure that they they uh, impose all of the I mean every kind of trick that they have up their sleeve to make somebody uncomfortable, to feel threatened, to want to leave, to call off the entire thing. They dance like retards in the middle of a uh, of a, an auditorium to create uh, noise so that nobody can listen to what's going on with the presentation. They have insurrections in state capitals. Insurrections all the time. I mean, it's, it's one ongoing insurrection. But that's the whole point. This is sponsored by the state. It's encouraged by the state. Just like every last one of those people out there, and maybe some of them know it, and they maybe they just really like the fact that they have serious privilege, that they are, they, uh, they're disposable James Bonds, but they've been given license to kill at this point, you know? It, it, it's so incredible to me that we are just about a week and a half removed from that last school shooting in mm-hmm. Tennessee, and the way that they have been able to reestablish what is going on in Tennessee... I mean, b- between between all of the trans rights activists that went in went into all of the the, the state capitol buildings, and now there is this other thing with uh, you know state senators or Tennessee three they're calling them. You see what I'm talking about? They're making them like they're heroes. It was an insurrection, weren't they? Casting a vote or something when that went on, and they had to stop that. Like that was what they called the reason at January sixth an insurrection because it stopped the fucking count or whatever. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, it's what I'm talking. This this started all the Tennessee. The story of Tennessee for the year 2023 began with children being slain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 here we are a week and a half later, and they have been able to put several new layers of news having to do with Tennessee on top of everything, and nothing has anything to do with actually being able to diagnose and talk about honestly what was going on a couple of weeks ago. It's it's incredible. The 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 White House comes in, they say their things. The news comes in and they they cover up the bear tracks and they 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 smooth things over and they just try to start off fresh until they can have something that they can control. It's it's sickening. And and meanwhile, people feel even more emboldened to go out there and take swings at people, namely real women. Here's the. Um, Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines assaulted by trans activists at San Francisco University speech. Outspoken women's rights activist and former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines, who made headlines for speaking out being snubbed of a trophy in favor of a trans swimmer, Leah Thomas, was assaulted by pro-trans crowd at a speech in San Francisco State University Thursday night. She was physically assaulted following a speech she made at Turning Point USA event. Her husband, Lewis Barker, 
said that she had to be barricaded in a room for nearly three hours to protect her after herself after. And, and there's a lot of video of that coming out. Even even these freaks, how they are outside of the room and they're all just kind of they're they're just you know uh, deliberating what to do next. What to do next? How do we let her out? Do we make them all? Do we, I mean, somebody made a joke about have them all pay us ten dollars each, and, and you see these little these little water carrying, uh, you know, smurfy white women that are in there just thinking, oh, we're part of the gang. <laughs> we're, we're revolutionaries. These these they're gonna be. I can't wait until they get uh, the the reality that's coming to them. It's just incredible to see these roving. <clears throat> crowds and that's why I say look at this she was physically assaulted she was hit multiple times by a guy in a dress said the, said the husband uh, I was shaking it made me that mad it makes me sick to f- feel so helpless about it she was under police protection and was still hit by a man wearing a dress and she's out there doing her thing but you know and, and she, she said on her twitter that the prisoners the inmates are running the asylum at SFSU and in many in many ways, ladies and gents, this is why we this is why I usually come back around to saying it's great to learn and understand the Constitution in our history, but the Constitution ain't going to save us with this. Not going to save us. That you have to you have to understand the nature of the this this war of dueling cultures and dueling realities. It's a reality war. So. Just, 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 uh, just sick. But speaking of school, uh, let me go on to something a little bit more interesting and mysterious, and I'll, I'll throw it off to you guys in the audience. You can call in on anything that has been read onto the record or anything throughout the week that you, you haven't been able to get through on. It's a Friday, so I like tying up loose ends on a Friday. Here's what we have. I was, I had a little bit of a conversation with my cousin weeks ago about the GATE program. And then I went and I dug up whatever I had on it, and I had this old Reddit post from three years ago. Said the following, does anyone have any information or experience with the GATE program in school? That's G-A-T-E, with the GATE program in school. On 4chan, I have seen uh, things that suggest that uh, many who were in the program share many peculiar traits and that it also may be created by affiliates of the CIA to conduct MKUltra-esque experiments on on children. I'm interested to hear what you all have experienced during your time in the GATE program, and if your experience at all is suggestive. Let's just see what these threads are going. Now, the, the too long, didn't read version. That gifted and talented education, gifted and talented education, in America in the 90s and the early 2000s was run by the CIA. Many Anons were in GATE programs as kids and experienced similar weird events there. Now, I think it's older than the 90s and the 2000s, but that's when I was going through school. GATE is gifted and talented education. It's part of the American system. Basically, kids are put through a screening test around grade three to four, Some are selected by the results of the test to go into separate classes, sometimes separate schools, for a day or so each week. Here they are given three most advanced memes the state has to offer in order to ensure that they follow the rest of the cattle. Memes, advanced memes. They're given advanced memes? Huh. Or better yet, become the left-wing memes and get handed keys to the gate, 
So I guess it's really just a recruiting and a scouting mechanism. What are you going to do? Now, here are a few similarities that became apparent as the thread on 4chan, the threads on 4chan naturally evolved. That a lot of people were realizing that they went through this blue eyes, hazel seemed equally common, blue and hazel eyes, occipital bun, a.k.a. the math bump on the back of the skull, that ne- a Neanderthal trait. I think Anthony has that. Uh, birth complications, like weeks early or not breathing. Near-death experiences, particularly drowning. Lack of memory of the gate program. Like, I, I really don't think, I don't know if I was ever, um, I remember going in to get hearing tests. You went in to get the tone test, right, Matt? I kind of remember going into a room in elementary school with the psychologist and having some cards and shit, that, shit like that. Let me see if I can get you the picture of the cards. Like they would show you, they would they would show you the the star, the squiggly yeah. lines, yeah, the square. Um, you don't remember that? I'm I, I'm t- it's familiar. But well, maybe because you went to Catholic school. Yeah, but they would do stuff like that still. But the Something, CIA some, wasn't running Catholic schools. It's not about running the school. It's just about you have access, and it's it's American education. They would it, it wouldn't be. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, what? I feel like I definitely remember going into. I think it was yeah the library, before I think the. Well, I can't find before it. Before school started, one year when I was in elementary school. Here are a few other uh, traits that people said they they had shared, that had started to you know pile up as a, a recognizable pattern here. Lack of memory of the gate program. We all did many, many hours there, and it's very, very vague. Windows were covered in gate classrooms. Well, see, I, I would definitely remember gate uh, uh, windows being covered in a classroom. Tendency to being followed, abductions, and general tracking, too. Law enforcement being extremely lenient and easy during chance encounters. IQs often as high as 130, 100 is the average. Many have IQs in the genius range of 160. Other similarities, less common, but still a few ex-gators agreed on these as well. Interest in uh, paranormal phenomena. Heavy early 20s drug experimentation period. Forehead scars. Early speech therapy. Firstborn sons, migraines, Israeli art student girlfriends, not even joking. Meme magic. Meme magic. What does this all mean? Premonitions and prophetic dreams and above average intuition. I'm telling you, there is, pro- it will, like everything, like you have your Rhodes Scholars and things like that. Though not every Rhodes Scholar, because I know one, and this, ah, eh. He is not helping the New World Order with anything. This is the most awkward, inept, socially inept, brilliant. Um, so there, there is always just a play to the public, the community face. Maybe there is something from the Gate program that is there that, that could be seen as a, a good chance for scholarship or being bumped along. But there's always dual use. I bet you any money that they're paying attention to anybody who had some kind of psychic inclinations. Had to be something. 
Here's a couple of here's a couple of uh, of quotes from these threads. Here's one. Hey, back in November, there was an X thread. That's the paranormal thread on 4chan, where people in the program complained about having been forced forcefully implanted with a chip right in their armpit. Oh. The whole thing was very creepy, and despite everything, I didn't manage to find any info on it on the net. Here's another one. Shortly after that, I got tested for, by, by doing some kind of drawing thing, and I had to take a bunch of hearing tests, like multiple tests per month. I never knew if I passed. My school recommends that I skip a grade from first to third. I declined since I didn't want to leave my friends behind. Soon, I'm told that I and about 10 other kids are going to be part of the SAGE program, that's gifted and talented. Sage. I, you know what? That was definitely a thing because um, what you mentioned <coughs> where they would go to a different school for a day or two, uh, there was at least three kids in elementary school I remember to going to the high school for like a day or two during the week to take high school uh, uh, like classes or whatever. Well, so there, there, I think that's probably right. No, there's definitely there was definitely advanced programs. I mean, there was I know that th there was a couple of a couple of kids in my eighth grade class that were taking pre-calculus. There were things like that. They they were they were not in regular classes with us. So there's always that. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any specific memories about this. And if I do, then it's just so long ago that I I can't make heads or tails of it. But that was one day per week. They said they said it was weird. It was a weird thing where they talked to us about paranormal crap, had us do experiments like, where do you think this picture came from? Be creative. And then they would say, don't look, don't think about it, but just let your hand draw where Mr. So-and-so went on vacation. Lauren just texted me, said we had TAG, T-A-G, which was talented and gifted. I bet you they have uh, they have affiliates in every school system, and it just flew right under the radar. Mm. And they're trying to see which among us are the Jedi. And now they're about to get rid of uh, of what SATs or something like that. I don't I don't know. I I think a lot of those. I don't know what the standardized tests are anymore because even the ones that have stuck around from the time that we were taking them, the scoring, the way that they score things are totally different. Yeah. Is it easier now? Is it easier now than it was before? I don't know. Probably. But like when we took the SATs, you remember the maximum score was 1600? Yeah. It's much lower now. I don't know how it's accumulated and, and what's going on. It, it it makes no sense. And uh, well, I mean it makes no sense until somebody tells me what's going on. But um, things change a lot. So let's start taking some calls. 914-595-6953. I'll go to your super chats as well. You have a couple of couple of minutes for calls in the first half, and then we will go on over to then we will go on over to our wonderful break. Oh, so like I said before, I am so excited about what's going on at Quite Frankly TV because I love when I love spring cleaning and I love really making making adjustments to living spaces and I consider quite frankly TV a living space it's the home of the show really snazzy looking it's becoming more and more functional there and I uh, and I can't wait now that this is pretty much all done we're about 95% done there's a little bit of little bit of this and that to do with the website still but it's all right 
because from there, then we start spiffing up the on-air, the on-screen presentation. A lot of different things we're going to be doing to change the presentation of the show on screen. And, uh, and then from there, we're talking about network overhauls and developing, developing new programming, live programming after and maybe even before, quite frankly, on quitefrankly.tv. So um, this, is, this is the workflow I, I really like. 914-595-6953. Let's go. Okay, so first one up, we have Chris, our ex-chemistry professor. What's going on, Chris? Hi, Frank. Uh, I was in Gates. Um, I worked with a bunch of people from programs like that. Okay. And like you were saying, they have a bunch of different names wherever you go. Uh, Tag is a really common one. Gates a really common one. Punt was one I was in before it became Gate. And I, I honestly don't even remember what that was uh, an anagram for. But yeah, I. And then I was a chemistry prof. Uh, well, you know, for for quite some time too. So I dealt with a lot of people who have been through those programs. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, I, I'll answer as many questions as I can if you have them. Well, uh, the, well your, your list was eerie. Your list was eerie, man. Okay. That, that got me. I had never come across that, but yeah, I was start, checking things off. Let's start with the list. Let, let's start with the list then. We'll start with the list, and then I had one or two other questions I think I asked before about this. We'll start with the list. These are similarities that were becoming apparent as these threads were being compiled among people who said that they were involved. Yeah. Uh, blue eyes. I my pants on the Israeli art student one. Why? That one caught me. Why? Go ahead. Why? I don't have any more commentary on that. I'm just going to leave it at that. That one got me. Uh, did you date? I had a, you dated? Did you date yeah. an Israeli art right, student? Uh, I mean, well, she worked at an art museum. Um, so, I, And it, it was like college. So everybody was a student. So I just assumed we didn't really like she was into art. She was trying to decide on her major. It was this. I mean, and she and but she was drawn and she was drawn to you though. You, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think a lot of the things on the list honestly probably cross check with mild to moderate autism too, though, Frank. Well, yeah. You uh, know, like skull shape and stuff like that. I mean, I've I've dealt with a lot of high performing people, and there are like uh, what is it called physiognomy? Yes. Right. Like you had the guy on a while ago. That's like you can look at somebody and tell a lot. Uh, you know, some of those I think overlap. Well, Chris, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you a couple of questions. You just say yes or no. Uh, and if if, there, sure. if you have to throw something else in there, obviously do it. But I want to r- rip through this with you. Um, occipital bun. You got that? Yeah. Okay. Birth complications. Was there something wrong with you when you were born? Uh, oh yeah, I got the front head scar. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Yeah, there's a, okay. Uh, so there's going, so near death experience, particularly with drowning. Any of those? Yeah, 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 yeah. You almost drowned when? Uh, this is. Um, uh, we had a pool growing up, and uh, yeah, I I had a relative that thought it was funny to dunk, and. Uh, you know the joke gets old pretty quickly sometimes i guess is what i'll say about it like it wasn't uh did you have uh, to be resuscitated did you have to be resuscitated oh yeah 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 okay let's keep going we uh let's see were the windows covered in the gate classroom 
No, no, never really had that. No. Did you ever feel like you were being followed? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They would like follow us. There's also testing, right? So the CTBS test was the one that was used to place us originally. CTBS. So you go by your percentile on the CTBS test was what it was called. What, what was that? Yeah. Co- what was done in a CTBS test? Because I rem- that I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's standardized testing to give in grade school to oh. most Americans. Well, at the time I grew up, I was I was like a '80s, early '90s kid, but uh, that was uh, standard, right? And pretty much every year. You would get like a cookie or something stupid, so you showed up on testing day so that the school could get their government money, and then uh, everybody took their tests, and then um, they kept the grades from those, and they definitely did a hard sort based on that. All right. And then uh, if you were in the top whatever percentile, you got filtered out into this. Uh, at the time, my first one was punt, but it morphed into gate. So uh, forehead probably late nineties. So you, you said so you said you have a forehead scar. Uh, oh, yeah. your firstborn son? No. Okay, uh, migraine no. problems. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and and the people I was in there with, that was one of the common things was like how are you dealing with your migraines? Whoa. Cuz we were all young people and we all would get them and it felt like our eyes were bulging out of our head or whatever. And uh um a lot of times too uh it, it wouldn't surprise me if the gate room had the, uh, the windows blacked out so that people could go in there for migraines. That wouldn't surprise me. That was kind of a thing. Okay. Yeah, who was the authority they, they in the gate room? Who, who, who was like the teacher or whoever in the gate room? Was it a regular member of, of the staff that everyone else in the school saw? Or was it like someone they kept secret from all the other uh, kids? Hmm. Okay. So this is neat. Uh, great question, Matt. So punt, which preceded gate, was this this like eclectic uh, lady from town who was the doctor's wife, and she would basically kind of personally tutor small groups of students all around town, and she was loosely related to the education system, but she was just kind of uh, there. And I mean, I. I but the gate when it transferred to gate it was all school psychologists that's what i was on out, that's, like uh, yeah then i think at some point they they yeah. te- they must test every kid to see if they have something like this cuz oh, yeah. that's what i remember going oh, yeah, yeah, in to yeah, see yeah, the yeah. psychologist and him showing me cards or holding up a, a crayon or some fucking thing and asking me a question okay so that's clairvoyance tests and they did do those yeah i remember that yeah all right, so then yeah, so you like turn around and look at a crayon, and then the kid can't see the crayon, and they're supposed to guess the color, or they'd have us do a lot of active drawing. They yeah. they actually paid for me to go take community college classes in drawing. Um, okay, well, listen, uh, uh, Chris, thank yeah. thank you for the calls here. I I, I hope that we yeah. get more to to come in and uh, and and build on this one, but really, really, really fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, good. Well, you know, hold on. Good luck with this. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Frank. Yeah, I am. I am too. Uh, I am too. Thank you so much. I want to. I want to ask. I want to ask people if they had any offers. You know, I don't know if this was recruitment in some kind of way. Did, did, did you? Well, it, the kids and I remembered 
I definitely remember two of the kids that went into this or whatever, and then they went one of you know one of them. Okay. So. Well, let's take another call. Let's see, Adrian Rabbit from, from Rise Rabbit. Attire. What's going on, Adrian? Hey, what's up, Frank? How what's you doing, up, Matt? What's up? How you guys doing? All right. Were you a uh, a Gate program member? I was. Okay. So. Except they called it Tag. Okay, well, that that sounds it sounds like tag gate punt sage. We've already gone through four different iterations tonight. It seems like it's all the same thing. Um, so, w- what do you remember out of all the things that I had listed here? Do you have a lot of things in common? Yeah, there were a number of things that you mentioned that <clears throat> that um, applied to me for sure. Like, uh, did you say blue eyes or green eyes? They said blue or hazel seem to be very common. Yeah, I have green eyes, kind of hazel, kind of, kind of that. But um, you know, I was I was in there from like first grade to sixth grade, and I remember it actually being like pretty positive, you know, pretty uh, constructive. Mm-hmm. But as soon as as soon as you mentioned that about the CIA connection, it it like hit me like a bell, like. That was totally what was going on. I mean, they had us making these, like, 3D puzzles. You know, was, there was definitely, like, the, the the psychic kind of test, too. And I and I remember the uh, the rooms with the, with the blacked-out shades, for sure. And they would just take us out of class. In fact, they did this weird thing. I guess it was, like, it was, like, you know, in the 90s. So it was, like, way before they started uh, caring about kids' feelings and shit. But like when they when they announced like who was going to be in the program, they like lined us all up in the hallway. There was like sixty of us, you know. Like every kid from my grade was lined up in the hallway, and they were like, "All right, everyone, uh, you know, if your name's called, step forward." And they called like six or seven of us, and we had to step forward from the rest of the kids. And they're like, "Okay, you guys are talented and gifted. You're in the talented and gifted program." And all of, all their friends are looking at us like these motherfuckers, you know. Jeez. <laughs> I felt humiliated. I was like, "Oh my god, why would they do this?" Now, like, okay, so so and crazy. and but you, what you remember is you remember different types of puzzles and you in obviously cognitive exercises. Any any clairvoyant exercises like guess guess the shape on the on the card or any of these other uh, art exercises where they're talking about not thinking and allowing uh, allowing yourself to just draw without thinking where a certain character is going on vacation or something like that any uh, any of those precognitive exercises you remember yeah absolutely and because there was like a combination of like your ability to like solve puzzles and like create artistic sort of depictions of what you were thinking and it's it's kind of hard to to remember, which is the other thing that like, you know, struck a chord with me when you said that is that there's definitely like periods of it that are really hazy for me when like other periods of time during that same period are are perfectly clear. The only thing I really remember clearly was that like uh, we had to go to this this like technical school to like compete with all the other kids from tag programs from Mm -hmm. other schools and like we we had to put on this play and i like wrote wrote this script for this play that we had to act out and we were like uh astronauts we like landed on a on an alien planet 
that was like part of the play. But everything, you know, everything else, because they would pull us out of class regularly, and I do not have strong memories of like what we were doing when they were pulling us out of class. That's just um, there's just some, some definitely. Oh man, where do you go from there? Like obviously. Obviously, they have their tentacles all over the place. They're looking for something. And at the same time where they're trying to pick people out of the crowd or try to figure out where the uh, the strongest in every school is, everybody goes home and drinks that fluoride tap water that, that brings <laughs> eventually brings the IQ yeah. down. Oh, man. Well, Adrian, yeah. thank you for... But I'm, I mean, I'm the firstborn <sighs> son. Uh, you know, I had I definitely had some drug problems in my early 20s. You know, which thank, thankfully, you know, it's not a problem anymore. I'm a, I'm a healthy, married man in my, did you in have my to, mid-30s. Did you have you to know? go to early but, early speech therapy? That's one yeah, of the things, yeah. too? You had speech therapy? Yeah. Yeah, this yep. is early I speech did, therapy. I had to go. There's a few of those that, yeah, I had to go to speech therapy. Dude, you should take, you should, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably no record, no way to even cross-check it. And I'm telling you, the, the psychologist I went to, now that I think about it, he did seem very CIA-ish. Very CIA. Matt, to answer your question, you were like, you know, asking about if there was like a special teacher that did it. It was there was like a special guidance counselor. There was like there was a the guidance counselor who was like, uh, you know, didn't normally deal with kids. They were just sort of hanging around. It was this lady. She seemed nice, but she was a little off, you know. But she was the tag teacher. I could totally picture her being a, a spook or something, you know, CIA. Well, all right. Well, let's yeah. well, Adrian, this was great to hear from you. Let's see what else we got in the uh, the audience tonight. Um, thanks again, Adrian. Cool. Yeah, no problem, dude. I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. Way. I was just going to say, it's Adrian Rise Attire. They're the ones that made this shirt <laughs> yeah. for me and surprised me with it as a gift. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, it had your name written all over it, bro. I love. Is this still available on, on the Rise Attire store? Absolutely. Okay. Well, if you like the vegan, yeah, you just hit that shop by design tab and then scroll to the bottom and you'll see it. So there you go. Uh, the, the Rise Attire link is on the affiliates page on quitefrankly.tv and you can get your Vegano shirt too. All right, Adrian, have a good one, man. Thank you. All right. Happy Easter, guys. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Okay. Uh, it's 8.01. Let's take a really quick break. I see people calling in. 575 is calling in. Uh, another, let me see. What else? Four eight zero seven one four, Shannon from Georgia. Don't stop. Don't stop. Call right back because we will be right back. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you.
entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly in Roma Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly, how dare you? Thank you. Thank you. What is he saying? He's hungry? Yes. Oh, I have to show you this this video before we get back into everything we're doing right now. Um, here is a video I found on Instagram. I don't know who the hell even did it. This video is called, This is How Italians Are Born. Are you ready for this? Hold on a second. Ready? Watch this. Let me turn this off. This is how Italians are born. Where's this going? And then I saw the face coming out of the spaghetti. I said, "Oh, no, this is I, I'm keep, I'm keeping this one. I'm keeping this one. Hold on, let's watch that one more time." Why is screaming? I don't know. Oh, he's crying. He's just pushing through. He's got a meatball in his eye. <laughs> Yeah, that's just. Oh, I love that stuff. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So let's go. Let's go and uh, let's just check out what people are saying. I'm gay. <laughs> what was that about? You, wait, you sent a, you sent a, 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 what was it? Where was the voice note that you sent today? I think this is it. Oh, here it is. This is your, this is your late, this is the, now that you have a, an iPhone, you can send voice notes to us all. Oh shit, do you want to know what happened? Yeah. So my other phone I think was on a call and I think I might have left the <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> you were saying that? 
You think you just you don't know for I sure? Because I saw the Bluetooth that said there's a call going on. I said, oh shit! But you don't know for sure though. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny because then there's that, and then the message that I texted uh, with the other customer last month about the joint. Yeah, that'll turn you into a drooly infant. <laughs> no. <laughs> like good, good. This is the guy that I'm in, I'm trusting to. She nah. I said, oh, she's like, yeah, it's cool. She's all right with it. That's good. You know, you made a new friend. All right, let's go to some super chats. <clears throat> See what people are saying. We have Rumble rants to get to. Got quite a few over here. Wart guy, Wart guy says maybe the Israeli art students were training to be handlers. I, yeah, I mean, it's the first thing that popped up in my mind. I mean, when you're talking about dating, it didn't matter if it was Israeli. Um, for me, it, anything that has to do with dating a certain type of woman, I would think, okay, well, the woman is, is there is definitely going to be the handler because we know how the FBI and everybody just, uh, I mean, sex is the easiest way to control a person. But the fact that they are all, that there's a common thread of Israeli art students, yeah. But that could have been Portuguese female art students, and I would have said, oh, those are the handlers. Let's see. Astro Emmy says, just loved your interview with Chris Ann. Frank, you are so articulate and run a wonderful professional show. I'm happy you feel that way, and I really enjoy putting the show together. It's uh, it's very gratifying getting in here, putting a, a day's work to to uh, you know into practice, into play, and having it go smooth and have a good good conversation, and know that a lot of people are going to hear it and that people are enjoying it, and that the the uh, the growth is measurable. It's great to see that the audience is growing despite everything that is thrown our way. But thank you guys and gals so much for that. Over on quite frankly superchat.com, we have a few. This is from Brit. Brit P. Says Gate here. G-A-T-E. Gate here. One of the entry tests was to read and memorize a four-paragraph story about the zoo. We had 20 minutes to memorize as much of the story as possible. And then we had to rewrite said story as close to the original as possible with a time frame. I was one of two kids in my state to get 100% on it. My gate teacher took a special interest in the two of us and said that they were looking for kids who can quickly pick up and uh, memorize details. There were no windows in the room and the door was always locked behind us. Blue eyes, complicated birth, speech therapy. I have an excellent memory, but gate is a black hole in my mind. Outside of some imagination exercises, everything else is a blur. This is fascinating. I, hope, I wish <clears throat> Britt, I mean, Britt, you can call in. I know it's a, it's a crapshoot. Hey, Britt, do me a favor. I don't want you to send another super chat, but send me a, a phone number to call, and I'll type it into the the thing over here. We'll call you if you want. If you it, it, that's if you if you wanted to be on, if you're more comfortable doing that, then that's fine too. We'll take other calls. But that's that's crazy. Duku Dan says 1972. Second grade school psychologist called me out of class. I was given origami paper 
to make the figures standing on the desk, but no instructions. I never made them before, but I made a few. As a result, I was supposed to enter some experiment. My dad refused. Hmm. Smart father, probably. Smart father, probably. Oh, I would, uh, yeah. Well, thank God for, for dads like that back then. <clears throat> a lot of people would be like, oh, this is tremendous. The government has taken interest in you, honey. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stostube says, good Friday, Matt. Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday, Matt, Frank, and the QF fam. Have a wonderful Easter weekend. Mine's with the Greeks next week. Luckily, I get to celebrate twice. I'll take double the faith over none always. As a wise man, possibly named Frank, once said, be well. Happy Easter. Thank you, Stostube. Who's he talking about? Who? The wise man named Frank. I say be well a lot. I know, bro. I was just making a joke. I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm I'm that wise, though. I pick some things up. You're I pass France, it along. Francis the wise. Take a, take a quote, leave a quote. See? Francis the wise. Hello Kitty says, Hi Frank and Matt. I remember the psychic program. Late 70s, these people came to your classroom for about three days and would individually test us. Hold up a card and ask, what is the card? So that's, I mean, that's that's a little bit more straightforward there, too. They, they probably went, they probably found other ways of detecting things through less, Yeah, uh, who knows? Because, you know, I mean, if they would have came in there, eventually there'd be some smart-ass kid. They would have been like, yeah, I knew you were coming, right? Something. Hey, you trying to find the, the next Anakin Skywalker? Super Happy says, please help me wish fellow, frankly, Octawa. A happy birthday this Saturday. We are in Cooperstown from Florida to fulfill a bucket list item by going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Nice. You are going to have a great time. You've been there? I've been there several times. I've been there like three times. Here, the night sky there is amazing. It's well, well, I mean, you know, you know how the night sky is in. I heard in Cooperstown, and it's, it's even. It's farmland. Darker. Yeah. It's farmland. So it's, uh, but yeah, the, the sky is gorgeous. It's farmland. Um, uh, we've been there. We've been there for an, an induction week. Just having all these Hall of Famers walking around. Who was inducted? I couldn't tell. I'd have to go back and look. I can, oh, you were that young? No, 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 no. We went there between. My mother took us up there. My mom and Skip took me, Anthony, one time in seventh grade. I took my girlfriend at the time, Michelle. She went up just for getting tickets for this game that we wanted to go to. We had broken up by the time the game actually came around. But uh, but I remember that I remember that going up there for just to be in the museum, and then one time going up there for a game at Double Day because I don't know if they still do it, but they have they have one regulation game a year at Double Day Field. And I think we saw the Royals versus the Rangers or something like that. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It really was. A lot of fun going up there. It's a wonderful town. It's like a town of a thousand diners, and they're all baseball-themed, memorabilia everywhere. So it's a, it's a great time, especially if you love the sport and its history. So happy birthday, Ottawa. Enjoy that. Let's see. Let's see, see, see. All right, let's go to some calls. The first one up is Lenny Kinney. What's going on, Lenny? Let me get the um, you shut off up on my screen. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of lapse of memory about 
my situation. I thought it turned you off. But it's my kids, not me. And it would have been late 70s. My son was born in um, 68. My daughter Lin in 69. Lenny, are, are, am I on speakerphone? Oh. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay, go ahead. So, so You're it, not it, now. These are not personal my, memories, my, but you remember your children being scouted. My children. And their program had either morphed into the program called MSM, Mentally Gifted Minors, or it morphed from that to Gates. Wow. But, um, and I don't remember a whole lot about it, except that the second year that they wanted to take my kids, I already, I had um, second thoughts about it being a, a safe or a useful, or uh, I was fearful of it. And they were, gift, they were trafficking them from school in the middle of the school day on a bus over to another school. And I thought that was really disruptive of their normal classroom. Isolating and it was them. Supposed, supposedly to take them to another school to teach them higher levels of things, which I never did find out anything. And it was really secretive about how to find anything out about that. But I found out from my daughter about a year ago, way, way after the fact. She believes that she's been chipped she knows that she has had a handler from that situation, and she was uh, sexually trafficked. She was drawn out of the crowd that was not very many kids ended up in this program, in this room, or in this school where they went. And she was drawn out of the crowd and taken down the hall and put into a separate room all by herself. She was blonde-haired, kind of hazel-eyed. My son was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Um, he doesn't, I haven't heard anything from him about it, but I don't think there was as interested in him as they were my daughter, and that's my daughter's um, thoughts about it as well. They were interested in her and one other girl that was there, and she, they're all in separate rooms. And, and she they, doesn't have a whole lot of memories about what they were taught or anything like that, but the second year I said no, mostly because I didn't want them being their normal school day being disrupted by being bused somewhere else. So, I didn't trust so that. Lynn, so Lynn, so, so, so in these, in these isolated rooms, they were, they were abused. They were, they were, well, I don't know that that's where it happened, but it's possible because there's not a whole lot of, you, you don't, you didn't hear a lot about it. And I didn't hear a lot about it about from them. They weren't okay. teachers that were with them. She just said, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe psychology is the best way to describe it. But they were isolated. It, it wasn't like in a classroom and they weren't taught. They weren't read books or anything like that. But they were isolated in separate rooms. Did she go into... So my daughter was in a... Did she, did she go into uh, detail about why she suspects that she has been chipped? And does she suspect it's in the armpit like this other... Uh... This, uh, that other... I, I hope it's in the armpit because I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine that there would have been something to her head. That I, w I don't know why, I don't know why I wouldn't have known any of that stuff. But, of course, they'd have to be knocked out or something like that to do all this stuff. It was so covered and shrouded in lack of information that I'm embarrassed to say that I don't even know more than I do. But I'm, I would guess, I would guess that it's in the arm and not in the head. In the, um, but she does believe she's been chipped, and she thinks she's been tracked. Being she thinks she knows or says she knows she has a handler. She's been running away from it since then. She's even to this in, day, um, she thinks even to this day that the the even uh, to this day, she was in Oklahoma City about a year and a half ago, and ran from her handlers again, and she was running out into the street, and um, somebody called somebody in our family saw her 
um, and she only had one phone. She only she left her computer and her phone and everything in the house that she was living with the handlers, and um, she ended up in a mental uh, kind of hospital place, and she got in touch with us through one person's phone number that she remembered, which was my ex-daughter-in-law. My ex-daughter-in-law posted something on Facebook. On Facebook, my sister saw it. My sister gave me the information, and I was, got the phone number from the hospital, was given it, and I was able to call her at the hospital in Oklahoma City and tell her that my ex-daughter-in-law was on the way to pick her up. Now, Lynn... Lynn, that, Lynn was her, that was her running from her handler. So, okay, so I have, I have two questions. I hope they're not too personal, but does your daughter have a history of, of mental illness? She has a history of acting like she does. <laughs> okay. But not she didn't she didn't that I knew of, but she has that kind of personality that all kind of makes us go, um, she's that shit crazy. So then when so then when but, when uh, she talks about handlers coming after her uh, or or keeping tabs on her all these years later, what what does she describe? Like men in black or we're talking about like plastic-faced people with no real features no, or okay. No, just people. Just just people that were sex sex trafficked her, and okay. and I guess literally sex trafficked. She, so she was like sent to or or bought and paid for by somebody, and she went and was with I don't even know how many different people, and who knows if she was drugged while she was doing any of that. And I of course never knew anything about it. She was in Oklahoma City, so I never heard anything about it. Well, this is pretty extreme. So I, I we'll see. We'll yes, see. it is. I, I mean, out of all the out of all the things that are over here, they're eerie enough. But this is pretty. We'll see see if anything like this uh, uh, duplicates itself in in any experiences or or the testimonies that comes back from this conversation but Lenny uh, yes. uh Lynn, thank I'm, you I'm th I'm thinking I think this can't be a one one time show I I think this is because I'm seeing all the different names that this program was called in the chat. That in itself is very weird. And, and thanks again for the call, and I hope to hear from you again as this keeps moving on. Um, but when you have something like this, Matt, that is has taken on so many names, that is usually not a that's a that's it's that's something that has had to change many many times over for a very specific reason. Because they got caught. Or, or maybe they just don't want to have too many people uh, putting the it making it a little bit less. I don't know. Maybe to compartmentalize people a little bit more. That everybody they're having these kind of experiences and there's some weird shit going on. At least everybody's not all part of the same program. They're part of some. I mean, it's still yeah, you put you. Uh, we can put the 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 pieces together tonight. We can see that it doesn't matter what the acronym is. It's all the same shit. But, um, you know, it's like that, that pop-up store that just shows up and it's, you know, it's the same people that they keep calling it different things. It's very weird. Let's go. Four, four, eight, zero. You're on the air. Hello, Frank. Hello. Who's this? This is Jeff in Oklahoma. Jeff. Great show. Thank you so much. Welcome on. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, real quick, uh, on the baseball issue, you know, they're talking about the climate change and the baseball. Yes. What do you got for us on that? Okay, there's an easy way to test this, right? If they're saying it's the heat that's making more home runs, it's easy to test. All you got to do is go to these countries like Nicaragua, like Panama, right? Um, Dominican Republic, where these like world-class baseball players come from. And you figure if home runs are consistently hit on, you know, on a greater percentage in these countries where it's always hot, then there may be something to that theory, but I really doubt that. 
Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like you're putting together the the working the makings of a formula that can go and test this hypothesis of theirs about how the climate affects the flight of the ball. Exactly. And I, I tend to think, like you guys were talking about, it's probably technology, training, um, you know, improvement. Because it, it, one thing, these, these countries, these feeder countries that are always hot, pretty much, unless you get up in the mountains, of course, is that, that there's a lot of poverty and there's not a lot of op- opportunity. There's malnutrition. Um, you know, so there, a lot of these players who are naturally gifted and everything, they may not have the benefits of the like the major leaguers, even the minor leaguers up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so on, you know, it's just apples to apples. It would be more. You know, this whole you know the air gets rarefied and the molecules <clears throat> run away from itself. To me, sounds a little flat Earth, but um, you know. That's neither here nor there. Well, I, I'm but, glad you called in on this because I I don't know, like you know, f- 50 home runs. Who the hell's even the anybody that actually? You know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a. I'm going to link climate change to home run, home run hitting. I it's, mean, teams on. used to hit 12 home runs a year. What happened when who was it? Like Rogers Hornsby hit 24 in one year. Well, was that's because well, the fucking climate change. It, no, no, no. There's a lot of things going on. Well, Hornsby was. I, I'm pretty sure he was playing in the dead ball era. That's number one. But you're talking about things that changed dramatically. Even from 1920, they, the, the, the balls had changed since then. You, you get out of the dead ball era after 1919. That was one of the things that changed after the Black Sox scandal and the, the death of what's-his-name. But you get out of the dead ball era, and they're stitching it tighter. They're cleaning it up. The ball is getting is getting used a lot less. Uh, It'll be, beat up a lot less. They're changing them out more. That's flying off the handle. The other thing is that still until the 1970s and 80s, you are, especially the 20s, 30s, and 40s, you're playing with like standard bats that are just clunky pieces of lumber. What we got going on right now with these aerodynamic mm. You know, light ash bats. It's nothing like. There's so much. There's so much technology that accounts for what's going on, and of, and of course the uh, the fact that nobody's a balanced hitter anymore. It's either a strikeout or a home run. But um, th- yeah. Anyway, th- Jeff, you said right. Yeah, yeah. Frank, can I can I bring up one one quick point? It was something you talked about last week. I didn't get through. Go ahead. But you had mentioned that you were looking for like uh, clean, uh, not factory farmed beef, like grass fed beef, or a source like that. Well, I I, I have a source, but I'm, I was saying that people okay. people need a source like that. Well, I I have a farm. I I have a grass fed hormone feed beef uh, farm in Oklahoma, and uh, you know if you're interested or if you know anybody, keep my number. Um, oh well, you know, do you, I, you, I, you can ship you can ship ship beef uh, beef all over the 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 country. I need to research it because I have yet I just got started in it, but um, but I, I you know I have a hundred acre farm here. Uh, you know I have all my cows and they're named. I go out every day and I scratch their ears when they let me get close, and and you know I take really good care of them, but. Um, there are laws about shipping beef, you know, across yeah. state lines and how it's butchered and everything like that. And I'm I'm looking into that, but it's done, and it is. You know, they do it in Omaha. They do it, you know, they do it in a lot of places. Um, but uh, I'm I'm going to look to start do that here pretty soon. Keep so. in touch. Okay, email me after the show or right now, and make sure that it's a big, uh, big obvious subject line. And keep in touch because I I, uh, I think anybody in this 
in this audience would would love to know uh, i mean if it's possible uh, that sure. there are people out there who are not going to be putting any mrna technology in their cows anytime no matter what is mandated by a government they're just not going to do it people want to want to link up more and more with principled farmers and uh, and ranchers so yeah th- keep in touch sure. please We'll do. We'll do. It just on your webpage, uh, just that email right yeah, there. Yeah, quite frankly, uh, podcast uh, at gmail.com. Yep, got it. We'll All do. right, man. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. Take care. Can't say no to beef. No hormone beef. Well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of that coming on right now. Let me check our super chats, make sure that we're all good, and then we're going to take some more calls. Let's see. The other 1307 says occipital bun, birth trauma, potentially fatal unless in infancy, miraculous cure, literally a case, a case ST. So a case study. So the others, the 1307 in the Rumble chat, I'd have to imagine that they were a gate, a gate student. We'll see. We're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot of things going on here. This is a big subject, man. Oh, man. Seven, uh, wait, 272, who's this? 272? Hello? <laughs> 516. Hi, Frank. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Who's this? Uh, Jen. Jen. Welcome to the show, Jen. Yes. Hi, thanks. Um... I don't know what my government assigned acronym was, but I was in some kind of program, and I guess um, if you'd like to go through your list, I'd be more than happy to. Well, I, I have to imagine. Well, there, there was early speech therapy, migraines. Uh, I don't know what meme magic, but what about premonitions and prophetic dreams? Um, to a degree, yes. Um, I don't really know. I can't speak in detail to that because right now my dreams, I don't remember them when I wake up. Mm-hmm. I am convinced that there is something going on there, but I don't want to, I can't really speak on that directly. Um, unfortunately, a lot of what happened to me was tied in with abuse and a lot of it was suppressed. Mm-hmm. So it's coming back right now in the form of flashbacks that I'm trying to filter through. So um, in regards to like some of your other stuff about like blue eyes or near-death experiences yeah um, i was i was raised jewish so i got i didn't have the uh the jewish art student but i was raised in a jewish home um the microchip in the back of the hand i remember sitting in class one day and or i'm sorry under the arm but i remember sitting in class one day and picking out a microchip in the back of my hand and when i went to and i put it in my desk and when I went to take it home with me at the end of the day so I can keep it and figure out what it was, it was gone. You, so you had a, you found, you discovered a microchip in the back of your hand, and how were you able to, uh, to, to, to pick it out? It was just subdermal? It was right there on the top? Um, I don't know what it was. Um, it wasn't really near the top, per se. I had a thumbtack, and I guess I was, I, I, I don't know if I was running around or, or or something, but I had felt something in the back of my hand, and I was curious what it was. It didn't feel normal. It didn't feel natural, and I spent probably a couple of days with that thumbtack picking at the back of my hand trying to figure out what it was. Well, 
Well, well, well. And you had the near-death experience. And so, so this, like you said, you don't know what the acronym was because it, it seems to be changing for a lot of people. And the, the details seem to be fuzzy for a lot of people, too. But do you, you remember these, uh, these uh, puzzles, cognitive games, things like that? I don't know when it started. Um, when I was much younger, before even entering school, I remember being boated off to islands off of Long Island and brought to some kind of facilities underneath the islands where I would um, undergo some kind of medical treatments and sometimes be put into rooms where I would uh, be told to complete these puzzles before a certain amount of time in certain circumstances. And if and if I didn't complete them within a certain amount of time, bad things would happen, hmm. uh, stuff like that. Well, Jen, I, I, I really appreciate the call. I know it's... Uh, for for darker end experiences because we said there's a we're covering a wide uh, a wide spec a spectrum of of personal memories here some of them darker than others but I appreciate the time and if this if this is a return subject then then please feel feel free to to contribute in the in the future sure thanks I appreciate that I'll probably take you up on the invitation have have a wonderful evening. Thanks, you too, and have a wonderful Easter. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. They have that uh, that thing in Long Island. Uh, that MK Ultra base. You're talking about the the Montauk? Yeah. The Montauk uh, thing? Yeah. There's a lot going on down there. Well, there's a lot that has been set up down there. Who knows what the, the purposes have been. There Obviously, there's biological. It was also a radar base. Uh, World War Two radar base. But I think there is an island not far off where what was it, where Lyme disease came from. Yeah, Plum Island. Yeah. Yeah, but there's still I think there's still one of those bases in Long Island is still active. Like there's videos like people go and they explore it in the woods and shit. And that's all still that's all still very sensitive. They don't. I, that's all. If you gain access to something, you're putting yourself in major risk. It's not just open for the public. Uh, I saw a couple. I'm pretty I'm, sure of that one. I'm sure now they're disappeared forever, though, because that was a long time ago when YouTube had good videos, when they let good videos stay on. Oh, there were so, you I know. Remember. Um, did you see, before we take some more calls, did you see this? this here is some of the, um, the AI has gone out, or people have told the AI to go out and generate more images of Donald Trump. Only he's now as a returned renegade kind. You, you've seen these? No. Take a uh, look. Here, here's here's the first picture. He's back for revenge. There he is. Dark he's, MAGA. Yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> he's showing up at some kind of an underground military base. What's on his chest? I don't know. It's a, it looks like a respirator, like Bane. But then there's another one here of him like Bane. Oh, I don't know what this is. They're just giving. They're just giving him a. He's just coming back. He just starts wearing a mask. He's coming back in style, but I love the hair. How the hair has to be retooled to make sure that it hangs over the mask. Here's another one for you. Now this one I, I think I love the most. He's he's younger again. It's the 1980s, and he's got this DeLorean. I wish. I don't know what that's all about. 
but definitely pimping. And there's the like the bane. <laughs> imagine, imagine he, he was, I might. You know what? If he campaigned like this all throughout this year and next year, I would vote for him just because of the mask. I don't care anymore. Well, I'll do it. Oh, dude! Actually, at the last rally or whatever he had, or before he gave the speech, shit, I can't even remember now. But the song they played right before he came on, like, dude, I, even I was like, damn, that's fucking dark. It's like it definitely, like, he definitely said this is what I want to play. Like, he definitely picked this one or someone, whoever it was, because it was dark and it, like, you know, to send a message. What about this like, as a sending a message? Looks like he's inside. It's either he's inside the White House somewhere or he's inside of a, uh, <laughs> I don't know. He Mesa. just starts wearing hoodies. He's either in a white uh, in the White House or he's in a Masonic lodge. Now I think the hoodies and the masks they have to come out for this 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 year. No doubt about it. If he knows what's good for him, he should do that. Now I keep thinking about the CBTS test. All right, let's take a call. This one's from King Forty. What's going on, King? Hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, were you ever scouted as uh, talented and gifted in school? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd have to show up to school for them to even find that out. (laughs) They ain't getting you. That's right. But um, uh, I did have something to say about that. I got to take umbrage with the fact by being a beautiful blue-eyed white man myself, I take umbrage with the fact that we're being all painted as a bunch of chipped-out weirdos. It's not that widespread. The program to do the government's bidding. It's <laughs> it's not that widespread. What what they were saying is that they find it they find it interesting that of those who were plucked out. Many of them were blue eyes. There's plenty of blue-eyed people who were rejected. You've seen my eyes, right, Frankie? Oh yes, they are. They are. They are. A, a, they're gorgeous, a, a, ain't they gorgeous? They're a brilliant blue. Everybody notices it the they're first gorgeous. time that they meet you. Yes. Yeah, they keep I'm me. Sorry, they keep me. I didn't they, mean to interrupt you. They keep me up at night. Oh, nice. Very hypnotic. Very hypnotic. <laughs> and here's the thing too uh, you, you you made a good point about them like the government does use hoers to take people down we all know that like sex is a way they control people but I use sex against you see what I'm saying right. they can't control me with sex I control the sex which is why <laughs> and if I could just say <laughs> wow wow what I do wow what am I wow what's wrong no it's just good it's just keep I going say, I'm, I'm saying something wrong no just keep but going if I could just if I could just clarify too when we was talking about my experiences with married broads and having husbands come after me because I was complimenting the nice young married lady that called in, if I could just make it clear, I'm not like this predatory creep that goes around after married women. Now, the married women always initiated that first. And I would always tell them, now, Boots, Take a lesson from the king. I'd always tell them, listen, we can do this, but you got to be cool about it. Let me tell you something, guys. They're never cool about it. Never. 
I'm talking about. The CIA should hire you uh, to because I think they've, they've been they've really uh, they've really gone off track. I don't think they have the nuanced approach at controlling people through sex. They need they need you to join the team. <laughs> they should make you the CIA director. Yeah. Oh, if oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine King as the CIA director? Oh, that would be amazing! Oh, I wish that you what, were the director. What would the job entail? Oh, you, you you would just be the head of Central Intelligence. You would be one of the most powerful people on the on the planet. It would be amazing. It would be scary for a lot of people. I would love to see you do press conferences and to actually have access to to the most sensitive of secrets. You, you would know more than the president does. I think I do already. Look at that boob. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, anyway. Most people do. Well, you know what, though? I, I shouldn't say that because he does know a lot, but they got to him. I You know, as much as I hate the guy, I kind of feel bad for him because they, they it's just, at the end of the day, he's still a human being, and he's being horribly abused. He really is. Oh yeah, it's well, just—it's awful. You know, it's awful. you know when you have a like if you have a uh, an opponent, you want to be able to if you're going to get into a fight or if you're going to get into some kind of a a competition, you want the person to, to to be able to stand their their ground and be competent and and you know and and win or lose on the volition of their efforts. And even though there's there's nothing there's nothing that is pretty uh, there's nothing that's really noble about Joe Biden's past. The fact that he is—he really is such a feeble old man—almost makes it it very, very pitiful. Like you know, I'm not gonna—you don't want to. It's like you know, just get just—it's over. Just put him out the pasture. It's uh, it's very pitiful. You're right. It's it's it, it makes it takes out all the will to fight him because there's nothing really there, and it's uh, it's it's creepy that they're using his uh, his body as a marionette. Pretty much. Yeah, and like I said, uh, regardless of the politics, or and I always say, you said there's nothing noble about what he's ever done, but uh, glass houses, so I really can't throw stones at people because I myself have a checkered past. We all have pasts and stuff like that, but I still throw stones. But at the end of the day, the guy's still a human being, and it's just, it, it's kind of horrible what they're doing to him. It just... It, it, it kind of is. You just you don't like to see that done to to any human being, really. If you got any kind of decency, well, you know what I'm talking about I, my decency is is spotty these days. My coverage, my decency coverage is spotty. Oh, these mine days. too. No, no, mine too. Believe me, mine too. I mean, I I am a heartless fuck. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. Well, that's why I we do, need you. I do. That's why we need you in the CIA. We need you in the CIA, King. That's why we need you. Because we know... Yeah. I'm so. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. No, it's all right. I, I just, I'm just saying that as we're wrapping up. But it's great to hear from you again. If I could just say to Mark Swan, too. Uh, hey, Swanee, transplants are for pussies. <laughs> Ride it out till the wheels fall off, you <laughs> punk. <laughs> I know he's going to... Thank you, King. You know he's laughing at that. Oh, yeah. Right now. Oh, he's going to love that one. He's going to love that one. All right, brothers. Take care. Good night. There you go. We got we to gotta take King to a uh, a ball game. Oh, Mark's going to love that one. Transplanter for pussies.
ride it out to the wheels. <laughs> What's he getting transplanted? He he got he uh, he had his uh, a kidney transplant on Monday or Tuesday, and things are going well. Good. And he's uh, as he told me, he's producing pee. He's peeing for the first time in four years. Produce and come. What? <laughs> I just. Why well, has nothing to do with the liver? I know it's liver. <laughs> We're talking about kidneys. The kidney. Yeah. No, liver's a little bit different. All right. Let's go and. Uh, Let's take a really, really short break. Come back, and we're ending the show with all of your calls. It's going to be a good. Don't go. Where? Do, did I do that? Yeah, no, yeah. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Oh, man. I just want to get mixed up with that bitch. Because she got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up it. Jesus. <laughs> Ferocious, aren't I? When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. Quite frankly. Things are going to get better. You just hang in there, Mitch. Thanks for listening, Jim. Say, listen, pal. You ever need anything? I mean anything at all. You come to me. Can I stay at your place today? Well, see, the thing is this. I uh I live over at the Y, as you know. Um I got a roommate, old Jack, who is a little particular when it comes to strangers. Oh yeah, well, no problem. Thanks. He just got his knee drained last week. Uh, that's all right, I'll find another place. We needed it too. That thing was getting a little bit right. <laughs> I get the picture. Maybe I'll just sleep in my car. <laughs> Old Jackson, hot duck, I tell you. Um, many times I catch him staring at me sleeping, which is off putting. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. His feet bleed. I don't want to stay at your place. Point taken. Point taken, Mitch. I've witnessed atrocities previously reserved for the eyes of war veterans, all thanks to the existential crisis rectangle. Now I sleep for two to four hours a night due to the incessant deafening chatter in my mind. And you can too, with the help of the existential crisis rectangle. The existential crisis rectangle includes historically unprecedented narcissism, mind-melting algorithms, and even the complete erosion of the moral fabric of society. So don't wait. Rush out and grab your own existential crisis rectangle today. Loss of virginity sold separately. We love to sing, we love to dance, we admire beautiful women. We're human, and sometimes very human. Okay. So let's go and finish this up strong. Um, we were talking a lot about gate, and I'm sure that this is going to come up again because I we we opened up a can of worms, man. 
obviously very widespread. People have a lot. It's not uncommon for people to have had memories about this, but the fact that the memories are so vague and that the data points that overlap are so distinct and weird, it reeks of all the things that we talk about all the time. Just another another way to just ease your way into the civilian population and extract human resources for one reason or another. And I wonder if it still goes on today. Has to be. Probably other other acronyms. 914-595-6953. We got a couple more minutes left in the show and let's do this. First one up is Ellerby. What's going on, Ellerby? Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I, I'm sorry. I was just shocked. Um, I am freaking out about this gate thing. Okay. I was, I'm older, I guess, because it was pre-programmed, but I was invited to go to a camp for gifted children. And we did the, the card test. But it was an, they called it a parapsychology class. It was educational camp. So we stayed at a college and it was four after fourth, fifth, sixth, uh, and well, rising and rising seventh grader. So I guess I was 11, 12, well, 10, 11, 12, and 13. I went all four years. Was this a sleepaway camp? Yes, it was two weeks. And it was all children that were invited to come, and it was educational gift, uh, camp for gifted children. Was it a summertime thing? And, yes. Okay, so yes. so for two two weeks every summer for four years, you went to this thing. Yes. Okay. And I loved it, and but I had a couple of weird experiences that I kind of just made excuses, I guess. Um, the first, well, one year, I'm not sure which year it was, there was, a, I guess, the head counselor or head of the camp was very, kind of took a liking because I did the card test and I got all of them right. He would hold it up to his forehead and we would have to write down either the star, the squiggly, or the square, or the circle. Mm -hmm. And I got them all right. And he kind of took a shot and he was, you know, always talking to me or whatever. And I woke up one night on the wrong floor. And it was like three stairwells up from my room on the top floor. And, you, and, and I you, ran back to my you, room. You had no memory of I, falling asleep on the wrong floor. You fell asleep in your room. No, I went to bed in my room, I thought. And then I'm standing in the wrong, the, the same location, but on the wrong floor, like two floors up. And another child was like, you know, you're in my room. And I was embarrassed and I didn't want to talk about it. And I ran and I didn't know which floor I was on. And I had to go down several flights of stairs to get back to my room and go to bed. What were you and wearing? I, were, never... you, were you wearing like a nightgown or something like that? What were you wearing? Oh, at yeah. I was, I was in my pajamas. And and I wow. just, I, I, it freaked me out. That but is freaky. I was freaky. embarrassed because I was little. And I don't know how I ended up there. Have but you? Maybe I was sleepwalking. Yeah, well. But I've never been a sleepwalker. So you've never been a sleepwalker, and if you did, um, it's one thing to go from your room to the kitchen to grab, you know, a drink. It's it's another thing to go three floors up in a strange building that you're not really familiar with, and and end up in somebody else's room. Right, and 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 I had to walk up 
stairs. It wasn't like I just went downstairs. I had to walk up those stairs to get there. It was strange. That is very strange, Ellerby. Yeah, but we did all those things, and I did have the migraines. Um, but this was, you know, early 80s. So I don't, you know, we didn't have, I mean, I went to a very small Christian school. So we didn't have gifted program. They hadn't started yet in the schools around us either. So, or were starting to, I didn't know. But um, I had the migraines, the eyes. Um, I don't I don't remember any chips or anything like that. But, well, hey, I, um, I, I was going to ask you about the chips. I was going to ask you if you've ever gotten any kind of a, well, what would be the impetus to go get a scan for any kind of foreign objects in your body? But after losing time and displacement like that, obviously you're you're a young kid and this is a long time ago that you probably think about it less and less. But if that happened to me at any kind of age of real conscious reasoning, like adult in anywhere near adulthood, I, I, that would have to be thoroughly investigated. I would want every orifice checked. I would want everything checked. Now you're freaking me out. Well, I didn't know anything about this, but about uh, I think about a year and a half ago, I all of a sudden started thinking about it, and I started trying to dig around to see, you know, where where these camps. And it was uh, well, it was more than a year and a half ago because it was before the internet started disappearing. And I, I was able to find a bunch of stuff and it was strange and I wish I could still find it. But um, I didn't know anybody else that had that experience. So I kind of talked myself out of it. But hearing this, it's like ringing bells like crazy. So that's all I wanted to say. It was just, now I'm freaked out. <laughs> well, well, hey, hey, obviously it's very common. So don't be so freaked out. But I do, have you ever heard any beeping sounds coming from your armpit? No. No, you never heard any muffled beeping sounds from any kind of a. No. No, nothing. Okay, so at least at least if it's there, it's not audible. Put a metal <laughs> detector. Back it up. No, I'm kidding. Get, get, does, does somebody in the house have a metal detector? Just have that go all over your body. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, no. I, I hope I'm not trying to really freak you out. I'm just I'm just saying. That's. Well, just, I am a little freaked out. Well, it's, it's an incredible crazy. story. Your story in itself is freaky. I mean, to to lose to lose that kind of, to to have nothing but here here's the thing. The reason why your story in particular is so is so intriguing because um so far people have just been like, man, eh, they kind of like wrote it off as a, a weird little test that was going on. There's a lot of standardized tests that go on in school and have been for decades now. There's others that had always had dark uh experiences or or with it or parents that just thought the whole thing was weird and they just didn't feel right and then you have you who really enjoyed it you loved going to the camp well, and, and, and well, we all had friends we wrote letters and we would meet back there and, right you know right and it was but but it was camp so it was a totally different experience i mean we had our own time but um the premonitions and and you know i've always been teased about it um, a lot of that. See, there you so, go. Well, then please keep uh, keep on alert for any time that we talk about this stuff because I'd love to get future calls and emails even if you wanted to follow up with anything because I'm sure that this is going to bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people who have otherwise just uh, been not thinking about this stuff for however many years. Thank you again for the call, Ellerby. Um, it, it, it's not only the fact that she was so enjoyed it, looked forward to it. It's two weeks 
sleep away camp every year. You have friends that are associated with the program and, you know, really went into it. And other people are just being taken to other classrooms or bus to another school. And, uh, and they're, they're just doing these things locally, but to go away to, to camp and to have nothing but positive memories, except for one odd, inexplicable thing happen to you. This little this little blotch. Yeah, that's this, really weird. This though. little stain on on the sheet. You know, it's just that little thing that's just like, what the hell is that? It, where it's just a loss of time and you are three floors above where you f- know you fell asleep. That's yeah. That's that's well, I had a that's similar off. experience like that when I drove back from upstate that one time. Well, I'm, I'm either fell asleep behind the wheel for like an hour and a half or whatever. I don't know. It was like I popped up and I've never been able to find wherever the fuck I ended up before. I've oh, I've tried like three or four times since I've gone back, coming back different ways to find like it was just like this bridge where there's another bridge running into the fucking high like mountaintops or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, yeah, I, man. This was a great show. Too bad we don't have a third hour. I have to do some super chats now. Have so many other people have Connor calling in. 272's calling in. Ryan's calling in. James from Jacksonville's calling in. Donna. There, there's so many uh, from all over the place. If we had a third hour, God knows what would come through because what's already come through is is going to be enough for... I know quite a few of you are probably going to do some advanced research on this or some journaling. If you uncover anything, let me know. This is interesting. All right, over to quitefrankly.tv. The gold pills through Foxhole. Thank you so much, Sharon. Sharon says, happy Good Friday. Have a fun weekend, Frank. I'm going to have a great weekend. I'm Well, I'm, I'm going to try to. Easter will be wonderful, I'm sure. And just remember, quitefrankly.tv, all Easter weekend, there's going to be very appropriate and timely picks for all the programming there let's see here thank you sean joe thank you cave toad says yes warmer less dense more space between molecules cold denser air very thin fluid like water ice okay so if it's warmer it's gonna fly but it but okay so then is humidity the thing humidity and the wind factor so if it's hotter outside but dry would that create those home run conditions better than hot and humid? I have to imagine. I mean, the air, it, it's, it's thick to the touch. How, that, how does that not create any kind of physical drag on a ball? Boyce Blanc, thank you. NJSF says all the new buildings in Westchester are getting huge local tax breaks. Prediction, they will go empty. Cave Toads says, check out the war hamster on Rumble, constitutional guy. Tell Chrisanne about him, too. And thanks for Truth Stream, too. Oh, you got it. Thank you, Sean Joe, Delona55, Emerflow says, my kids went through that testing in public school. I thought it was a good thing. Now we know. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. But you can't tell me it's all good. Because too much of this is weird. You know, I, I was a member of the National Junior Honor Society. That was nice. But that was something that was just in school. 
I was, you know, I was the president of the National Junior Honor Society. Really? I should not have even been in there. What did you do? I, I didn't show up to meetings. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, it was one of the craziest things. I was in the National Junior Honor Society. I probably had academic, because I was such a goofball. I, was, I probably just qualified to be in this thing. So I had my blue sweater and my patch and all that stuff. And when, and, and I was, a, I was, I think, a, I think I was a seventh grader. <clears throat> I was a seventh grader and I was being, so this is in an eighth grade school, you know, up to eighth. And everybody was voting on who the officers were going to be. Then we're going to have this mock government, learn how to take minutes and, you know, vote on things and all that stuff, pass resolutions. And, uh, I I don't even know who I voted for. I nominated myself, I think. <laughs> I nominated myself. And first, I don't know how the fuck it happened, but I had a majority of the votes. And and I was I was I was the president. And I can tell that my teacher, Mrs. Kassebaum, did not like this. Because I you can like was this like some kind of a protest vote where people just trying to troll those who were taking it far more seriously than I was. It was like the 2016 Trump victory. Yeah, because I did not, I wasn't setting this up as like some kind of a joke, <laughs> you know, and I did not coordinate with people to vote for me. I wasn't trading favors. But I remember being like, uh, you know, okay, well, the National Honor Junior Honor Society meets on, I don't know, Tuesdays after school. But every Tuesday that would come around and be like, I don't want to stay after school. And, uh, and I remember t having to tell Mrs. Kassebaum a couple of times, I can't, I have to go, I have to do something, and I didn't have anything to do. <laughs> and and she was just very upset with me. You're the president. You have to, <laughs> see, that's the kind of president you need. Someone who doesn't actually want to be there. That's what, this country would be so much better off with a completely disinterested president. Yeah. So you can trust me. I won't live long. I know Truman hated it. So, uh, let's see. Cave Toad, thank you so much. Sea Blanche, Delona, Cave Toad, then comes Stostube with three sleeves of cookies, and then Stostube with cans to wash it all down. Thank you, Boys Block, Delona again. A diamond subscription from Larkstar. Wow, thank you so much. And Witchy Poo, great show tonight, yes. Rise Attire, feels bad for Biden? When did King become a pussy? LOL. Uh-oh. Uh, Keith says, have to know these MK Ultra experiment programs would cultivate the next generation of researchers somehow. Yeah. Well, either, either that or they're figuring out. I, I wonder if someone like... Yeah, it would have to be researchers. It wouldn't be your... It wouldn't be... Well, I'm sure with how much they were doing this, there are plenty of congressmen and women who went through a gate program or something. Uh, but I don't think that that would be. Hmm. And then our cloaked unseen said, I think I was involved in something even more advanced than gate program. My grandfather was a 33rd degree Freemason. Well, you should, you should write into the show and give me a little bit of a, an executive summary of your story. Maybe we can have you on one night to talk about that because it seems like this is not going away. And now I think I need to get a, find myself a really good guest who can dissertate on this with some kind of authority. So that's what we have tonight. Thank you all so much. Am I all done here? Yes. Oh, wait, wait. The other 
1307 said, I put a summary too long for in here in the regular comments and a short email to you regarding the weird program I was in. Creepy. I suspect a lot of Gen X was messed with. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, gals. We will keep this one on the back burner. Let's keep it simmering and see what comes back. Indeed. All right, Matt, anything you want to leave people before Easter break? Praise the Lord. Indeed. Are you going to Mass on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. You were, Are you? You weren't considering it, were you? Are you? you? Hmm. Are yeah. you? I'm going to the 730 Mass again. In, in the morning? 730, yeah. 730 at night on Easter. On Sunday, I'm going to go. We're at Corpus Christi? It either there or OLM or something. I don't know. But it, it'll be the 7.30 because when I went there for my birthday last last Sunday, it was really great to have to been out by, you know, within like an hour or so. And the whole day, we, we got to keep our breakfast schedule and all that. So I like the I like the early going. But I can't wait to just sit back at some point after I hide eggs three or four times on Sunday because we have to make three appearances. I can't wait to just sit back at the end of the day and watch some of the stuff that's going to be on QuiteFrankly.tv. Maybe it'll be King of Kings. Maybe The Robe. I don't know. But it'll be great, especially since Monday morning I'll get to get to relax. We won't have, I won't have a show to write for Monday night. But um, I'm looking forward to the rest of April now. And all the best to you guys and gals on this this holy weekend. Talk to you soon. Be good to each other. And write into the show if there's something that you wanted to share that we did not get around to. Until next time, get to quitefrankly.tv. The weekend roundup is, is beginning right now. And then we just uh, we cast off. Go check out the new website. Go check out the new home. And I hope many of you start watching there from now on. That would be terrific. We will never lose sight or track of each other again. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience and now our super chatters. Starting with Brit P, Dooku Dan, Stostube, Hello Kitty SKS, Super Happy, Thank you guys and gals so much. Thank you to all my friends over there on the Rumble Rants. That is The Other 1307, The Other 1307, Astro Emmy, Ward Guy, and many of you on QuiteFrankly.tv. I am releasing the scratching right now, and I will see you in the chat room before long. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Easter.
but bright honor and labor and truth to your neighbor will bear you safe over life's seas. Then up and be doing, right only pursuing, and take your fair part in the strife. Be honest and true, boys, whatever you do, boys. Let this be your motto through life.